You got your Bible? If you don't, we'll have it on the screen, so that's all right. But if you have your Bible, go ahead and open it. Uh, I want to read today from Luke 10, and I want to talk through verse 25 and verse 28. Three passages, uh, three scriptures here. Uh, probably you've heard a lot of sermons on this uh, passage of scripture before. And um, I just want to, I want to add to your list of messages um, on this topic, okay? So I want to talk a little bit about uh, loving God, talk about Jesus's response to this expert in the law that put him to the test. So if you're there, just say amen. If you're not, you can read it off the screen behind me. Bible says this, and behold, a lawyer stood up to put him to the test saying, teacher, what shall I do to inherit eternal life? And he said to him, what is written in the law? How do you read it? And he answered, you shall love the Lord your God with all of your heart and with all of your soul. You guys say that part with me. With all of your soul. Let's try it again. With all of your soul and with all your strength and with all your mind and your neighbor as yourself. And he said to him, you have answered correctly. Do this and you will live. I want to speak to you today from the topic, do this and you will live. Let's pray. Jesus, we thank you for your words because we know that you have the words of life. Your words are always life-giving. They always strengthen our soul. And so today, God, we ask that you would minister to our soul, that you would strengthen and liberate our souls. We bless you today in Jesus' name. And everyone said, amen and amen and amen. The reason I had you repeat that one portion of the lawyer's response is because I want to take a bit of a deep dive into the soul today. I want to talk about loving God with all of your soul. Now, as the teacher, as the lawyer, the expert in the Torah, and Jesus were having this conversation, we see that he responds and says, you know, if we're going to love God, we're going to love God in this way. We're going to love God with our whole heart, with our whole mind, with our whole soul, with our whole strength. Uh, you know, we're going to love our neighbor as ourselves. And then Jesus says, yep, you're right. You have answered correctly. Do this and you will live. So I want, I want to say to you guys as I'm opening, as I'm opening, that um, Jesus is not talking about simply existing. That's not what Jesus is trying to get at when he says, do this and you will live. He's not talking about breathing air and existing. He's not even talking about surviving, all right? He's not talking about merely getting by and coasting through life. When Jesus says, do this and you will live, Jesus is not talking about surviving. Jesus is talking about thriving. Jesus is talking about a healthy, full, abundant, joyful, awesome life that he came to provide for us through the cross. And Jesus is saying, hey, look, yep, you're right. If you do that, you're really going to live. Not just a normal life, not just a nominal life. You're going to live a God life. You're going to live a powerful, abundant life. And he says to the guy, hey, you're completely right. 
And uh, to live this life, to live this abundant full life, we have to love God with our whole selves. That means all of you, right? We gotta love God with our whole selves. And, and that's not just part-time, and that's not just a little bit, but that's with our whole selves. And that's the love that God is looking for from us. And to love God with our whole selves, as we read through this interaction, we recognize that we need to love God with all of our heart, that we need to love God with all of our soul, that we need to love God with all of our strength and with all of our mind. That's our whole selves. Four elements that Jesus and the lawyer are highlighting. And if you'll notice with me, three out of the four of those elements are internal. They're not external. Notice one of them is your strength, right? Your strength is external. But your heart, your mind, your soul, these things are internal. So I'm sure that you would agree with me that the sort of love that God is looking for from you and I comes more from our insides than it does our outsides. If you agree with that, just say amen. Because before God is looking for your labor, God is looking for your love. I thought that was a good word, but I'm gonna try this side of the room. All right, before God is looking for your labor, God is looking for your love. Amen. Before God wants your service, God wants your soul. It doesn't mean that he doesn't want your service. It doesn't mean that he's not looking for you to labor. But before you love him externally, God is looking for you to love him completely internally from the inside. Because how many of you guys know we can pretend, we can talk the talk, we can give God lip service, but be far from him in our hearts. And maybe you've been there before. I've been there before. You know, I've, you know, fake it till you make it. You know, you come to church, you dance, you sing, you cry, you get emotional. But on the inside, you know, you're going through it and you're like, I ain't feeling none of this. Okay, I'm the only person who's been there before. You guys know what I'm talking about. But what God's looking for is an authentic, genuine, vulnerable, transparent expression of love that comes from the inside of us. That's what God love want, That's what God wants more, more than anything else from us when it comes to our love for him. So God wants love from our hearts. You know, that's the first uh, element that they highlight, our hearts. And we talk about our hearts a lot, don't we? man, my heart was broken, or man, my heart was so full. Uh, you know, and, and our hearts really have to do with our emotions. And so I know we talk about our emotions a lot, some of us more than others. We all have them. Some of us don't talk about them at all, but we should, and we need to, and you should start. And then there are others who just want to talk about them all the time. And once you've had a two-minute conversation with them, you're exhausted because they're all up in their fields and they never seem to escape them. You know what I'm talking about? That, that's the heart, right? And, and we get this part pretty easily uh, because we know what it means to be emotional. And I want you to know that God does want you to be emotional about him. My wife wants me to be emotional about her, all right? I'm sure that you want your loved ones to get emotional about you. It feels awesome when people get emotional about you. And I, I think that God wants us to love him through our emotions. Yeah. If you agree, just say amen. amen. Uh, the second one that I want to highlight is that God wants us to love him with our strength. And some of us do this better than others as well. 
you know, we know that. And I do want to say, some of us, we know that God wants our soul before he wants our service. And we take that to mean that we're never going to give him any service. Some of us need to get good at loving God with our physical strength. I'm not going to get very many amens about that. That means to serve each other. And if you don't know how to do that, you can start right here at Legacy and sign up afterwards. Talk to Pastor Philip. We'll enable you to love God by loving other people with your physical strength. Not getting that many amens. Come on, guys. You guys can help me. Everybody who serves in here, say amen. 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 And, but, but, but see, we, we understand this. We, we get this pretty easily. We, we're like, yeah, yeah, okay, I get it. You know, God wants me to love him with my physical body. Uh, God continues, and he talks about loving him completely with our minds. And I think we get this very easily, too. This is our intellect. It's our intellectual strength, our minds. And we know, all of us know, that we, that we should study the Bible, that we should study the Word of God, that we should rightly divide the Word of truth, right? That we, uh, we know that. God wants us to love Him with our minds, intellectually, studying, dividing the Word, thinking, contemplating. You know, all of these things are important. And, you know, when you think about the mind, that's also pretty easily understood. Okay, yeah, I get it. God wants me to love him with um, my mind. But hey, what, what about the soul? You know, the soul, I think, out of, the, out of all the elements that we're discussing here, I, I think that the soul is usually the most complicated because it's quite difficult to define the soul. Have you ever tried to define your soul? Anybody ever ask you, well, what does that mean? You know, what's the soul? And even though we don't know how to define or describe it all the time, we sure do use the word a lot. Soul, you know, like this is coming from my soul. I like that soul music, right? You guys know what I'm talking about? And, you know, we talk about it. We talk about our souls. We talk about our souls when we're trying to articulate depth. When we really feel something immensely, we talk about our souls. And even though we may not be great at defining soul, we all can acknowledge that we have one. We all seem to be very aware of the fact that we have a soul on the inside. When we talk about being at peace, that's soul talk. When we talk about having anxiety, that's soul talk. When we say things like this, I need a vacation. That's soul talk. Or when we say, whew, this job is really sucking the life out of me. That's soul talk. Or, you know, when we say things like, when I go hiking, you know, I just feel so renewed and refreshed. That's soul talk. Now, I would never say that because I hate hiking. I don't like to be outside. I don't want to be in a tent. I don't want to make bacon over a fire. I just, I find no interest in that. For my wife and I, we go to the mall, okay? And that's where my soul gets renewed and rejuvenated. I'm like, yes and amen. Hey, let's go see what Nordstrom's got, you know? And I feel life on the inside, you know? And uh, we're all different in that way, you know? We all get rejuvenated. We all get renewed. We all get refreshed 
uh, differently in our soul. And these are all statements that reflect our souls. When we talk about where we get life from, where we get, you know, uh, soul care, rest from, these are all external statements, right? But they reflect our internal realities. And if you really want a good definition of the soul, you don't have to look much further than Psalm 103. I, I really think that Psalm 103.1 does an incredible job of giving us a great articulation of what the soul really is. You guys will all know this passage of scripture. You might even wanna you know, say it with me. Bless the Lord, oh my soul. Now say this next part with me. And all that is within me, bless his holy name. Man, that was fun. We could just stop right there and do that again. But you see that the psalmist tells us, bless the Lord, oh my soul, and all that is within me. That is what the soul is. It is all that is within me. It is all that is in within you. That is the soul. The soul is the inner you. Could I go a step further and say the soul is the real you? That, that's, that's the real you. And that's where God is looking for love from. He is looking for love from the inner you. He's not just looking for lip service. He's looking for love from the real you, the authentic you, not the person you pretend to be, but the person that you really are. That is what God is saying when he says, love me with your whole soul. But it's challenging though. I mean, I don't know if you guys have noticed this in trying to love God with the real you, but it's a little bit challenging because this place, the soul, the inner you, it, it, it's seemingly tough to consistently love God from that place. I don't know about you, but I can love God from my strength way better than I can love God from my soul. Wow. I, I don't know if that's the case for you, uh, but I have become great at serving God. I, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not being like weird or arrogant. I'm saying I'm always at church. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm right here in the front. I can promise you on certain days, I ain't feeling it. <laughs> you guys don't believe that? I mean, you know, I, I promise you not every Sunday is perfect. You know, when you're waking up at five o'clock and, you know, you're trying to look over your notes and then, you know, your daughter wakes up a little early because she's got a poopy diaper and then your boy wakes up and then he gets up and then he rips open the refrigerator because he's strong enough now and takes all the blueberries and smashes them into your white couch and you're trying to iron your pants and... You know what I'm saying? And then you like, you drag yourself into church and you're like, I got to put some praise on my lips. You know what I mean? Because I'm trying to love God with my strength. And, th and that's something I've, I've, I've routinely grown in my capacity to love God in my strength. Right. You know, I'm walking into church. I see, you know, I, I see a piece of trash right there. I can pick up that piece of trash. I can throw it in the track and love God through my service. I'm gonna take care of God's house. If, if you're there as well, just say amen. You know, but I can love God in my strength much better than I can love God in my soul. I'm good at volunteering. You know, you need something done, I'm your guy. I can do it. I can take care of it. I'm good at working for God. And to be honest, I'm decent at loving God emotionally and intellectually. I can cry with the best of them. You know, I can shout with the best of them. I can say amen with the best of them. I can get emotional with you guys in here about Jesus all day long. I don't have any problems showing God my emotions. Intellectually, not that bad as well. I mean, I read a lot of books 
You know, I got like four books on my nightstand right now. I'm reading through, you know, all of them are about God. <laughs> you know, so it's like, I kind of feel like, yeah, I'm getting better. I'm getting good at loving God intellectually. But, you know, what about the soul? Why is it difficult to love God from the soul? It's difficult and challenging to love God from the soul because it requires something more. It requires, let me hear you say, honesty. It requires vulnerability. And vulnerability is scary. It is way safer to be superficial. Vulnerability can be scary before God. And it could feel way safer to just be superficial. But if you're going to love God with all of your soul, you're going to have to slow down long enough to allow him to see and to speak into the real you. I know a lot of people that are not great at loving God with their whole soul because they will not slow down long enough to let their soul be heard. They are in turmoil on the inside. And so they love God with all of their strength. They work, they serve, they volunteer. They're always busy. They love God with their emotions. They shout and they get loud and they dance in church. They love God with their mind. They study and they incessantly listen to podcasts. But when it comes to loving God with their soul, they suck. Because they're afraid to slow down long enough. Because if they slow down long enough, they'll be confronted with the real them. They'll be confronted with what's really going on on the inside. They'll be confronted with those things that they seemingly just continue, you know, I just keep pushing them down. I don't, I don't want to talk about that. I don't want to confront that. I don't want to deal with that. I don't want to talk about these lust issues or these temptation issues or these, pro- or these money issues or my, my lack of integrity or, you know, and just, I know God, I'm good. But that's what God wants. God wants the real you. God wants the inner you. God wants the whole soul. He doesn't want a version of you. He wants the whole thing. And sometimes that's tough because we have all these different versions of ourselves. Sometimes it's difficult to remember which one we presented the last time we were with a group of people. Well, who do I need to pretend to be to feel accepted? Because all of my worth is wrapped up in their affirmation. Am I preaching to anybody in here today? But see, it doesn't matter who rejects you when you know that Jesus accepts you. He said, it's okay. I can be my true self. I can bear my whole soul because I'm already accepted. So I have the confidence knowing that no matter what you say about me, what Jesus has already said about me rings louder and truer in my ear. You know, but it's, we have different versions of ourselves. You know, we have a version of ourselves that we present at home and a version of ourselves that we present at church and a version of ourselves that we present at work and a version of ourselves that we present in front of these friends and a version of ourselves that we present in front of these friends. And then, and then our work friends, you know, we have a version of ourselves there. But then our church friends, we have a version of ourselves there. And we speak totally different. We're actually different people. We're not even the same person. We have to go into the phone booth and put on a costume so that we can go to work and have some friends. Wow. Oh, y'all don't want to say any amens right here because I know 
what that's like. Well, I mean, we have, di- we have a social media persona. You know, we live a different life through the lens of the iPhone. I mean, we have an Instagram me, we have a Facebook me, and sometimes those two me's are completely different people. You know, on Instagram, like we're looking fly and everything's like beautiful. And then on Facebook, we complain and we, you know, um, poke fun at people and, and we, uh, you know, demonize the president and things like that. And then on Twitter, you know, we... I don't think anybody's going to give me. So, uh, and, and then on Twitter, you know, we have like, uh, we, we argue with people and we call people out we've never met, would never argue with in person. Uh, Twitter is about the uh, equivalent of uh, uh, road rage, you know, because like you would, you would never ever, you know, even if somebody accidentally gets in your way at the mall, you know, you're not going to give them the finger and be like, I hate you. I, you know, you're a terrible person, you know, but we do that in the car. You know, it's like a different version of us. I can't believe this. I'm going to go crazy on this guy. I hope he pulls over. I mean, you are a born again believer. At what point, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, what if they're driving, it isn't as bad as you think it is. What if your soul is just a wreck? And, uh, you know, that guy getting in your way punched a little button that God wants to heal. You know, it's this different version of, of you. And you got, you got the other version of you that, you know, that you have at the club or wherever we hang out. Or, or I don't know if any people go to the club anymore, but, you know, like, and then we had the version of, of us that we put on uh, Tinder. Or, and then we had the version of us that we... So, ain't nobody... You know what I'm saying? We have all these different versions of us. I'm this guy today, I'm that guy tomorrow. You know, we all have all these different versions. You know, God doesn't want a version of you. God wants the real you. In all of your mess, and all of your muck, and all of your funk, and all of your dirt, and all, that is the soul, man. Think about blues music. Think about soul music. Where does it come from? It comes from the muck and the mire. It comes from the struggle. It comes from the wrestling match. It's the beauty that comes out of the brokenness. That is the soul that God is looking for from you. It says, man, I'm going to love my way through this darkness. I know I'm facing death, but I'll face it with a smile on. You know, that is the soul. And that's what God wants from us. He wants us to have that authentic, that real, that vulnerable exposure from our soul. But that's tough. And I'll tell you why. Because the culture doesn't want the real you. I'm going to be honest with you today. Culture doesn't care anything about the inner you. Culture only cares about the external you. Culture could care less about the you that you really are before God. What culture cares about is the external you. It's biblical. 1 Samuel 16 and 7 says, people look at the outward appearance, but the Lord looks at the heart. And we rarely admit this, you know, in our, uh, you know, flying the flag of, I just keep it real, G. Nah, not really. (laughs) Nah, not not really. (laughs) You know, you don't. Because we're all affected by this. We're all affected by the pressure that culture puts on us to be our pretend selves, not our real selves. And we don't, we don't like to admit it, but we're all under that pressure. And when we seriously come under the weight of that pressure, what we do is we shut down the soul and we double the work on the outside. We perform. And our culture values this. And that's why it's so easy to fall into the trap of believing that if you can be healthy, wealthy, popular, productive, and influential, then your lives will be good and your soul will be at peace. But that is simply a lie. 
external blessing does not equal internal happiness. And if you live your life to be externally successful, you will not be successful and you will not live. Not in the way that Jesus promised when he said, do this and you will live. Because if you have to disconnect from your soul to achieve success, you'll find yourself at the end of life not having been successful at all, but lived a fraudulent life, one that God never called you to live, one that you're not proud of, not in authenticity, not in vulnerability, not in brokenness. In the way that Jesus Christ paid for you to live on the cross by breaking his body and shedding his blood. And he's giving you this free gift of life. But we have to choose to do this so that we can live. How many, You want to re- live a real life? Come on. Do you guys want to live a real life? Do you guys want to live a fulfilling life? Do you guys want to live a life that's bigger on the inside than you are on the outside? And that's the problem. We work so hard to build this kingdom around us that we forget to build the kingdom within us. And if the kingdom around you is built up higher than the kingdom within you, it's bound to falter because you're not going to be able to hold up the weight of that kingdom you've built around you with a shriveled soul. It takes a strong soul in order to be healthy and, and even, even to some extent truly wealthy and influential and, 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 and having a great personality and character and live a life of faith. Anybody can burn for a season. Anybody can get passionate about God for a year. Anybody can go to church for a few months. But the life that God has called you to live is not a life that's all about speed, but it's about endurance. God wants to give you a life that when you look back at the end of it on your deathbed, surrounded by your family, passing out impartation and blessing, you can say, man, I'm proud of this. I'm proud of the way I lived. I lived a good life. And it wasn't about external success. It was about internal peace. In my soul, I was authentic. I was vulnerable. I lived the one life that God gave me to live. I truly breathed out everything that God breathed into me. I wasn't always popular. I wasn't always accepted, but man, I lived in peace. I lived thriving on the inside. I lived a happy life. My kids still like me because I wasn't one person at church and a different person at home. My marriage survived because I wasn't a different person uh, when I was having drinks with my coworkers on Tuesday at five than I was uh, with my wife on Wednesday morning at six. Am I preaching to anybody in here? Am I helping you? I'm talking about who, being who you really are before God. That's what it looks like to give God your whole soul and to love him from that place. Mark said it. What good is it for someone to gain the whole world and yet forfeit their God doesn't want you to forfeit your soul. God loves your soul. God loves your soul in its broken, battered, bruised, messed up, dysfunctional state. Right now, this morning, God loves your soul. God went to the cross for your soul. God bled and died for your soul. God loves your soul. And even if you haven't stewarded it well, even if you haven't cared for it, even if you haven't nourished it, God still loves it. You know why? Because it came from Him. It came from him. We weren't alive until God breathed into us. Think about it. In in the book of Genesis, 
uh, 2 and 7, it says, Then the Lord God formed a man from the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life, and the man became a living being. Until God breathed into you, you weren't alive. When God formed Adam, he formed him from the dust of the earth, and then there was Adam down on the ground, lifeless like a corpse. He was there. His body was there. His physical form was there. But he had not been booted up yet. The lights weren't on. He was lifeless. But then, whenever the father tenderly picks up his precious creation and begins to breathe that life into Adam, Adam became a living soul. He became a living being. We're living on borrowed breath. Your soul is the breath of God. Your soul and the breath of God are inextricably connected. This is not poetry. This is practical. In order for you to live, God had to breathe the breath of life in you. And if you're still living, I got good news for you. You still have the life of God in you. God's not forsaken you. He's not given up on you. He's not rejected you. He's not thrown you into the trash heap. He is still living in you and through you and breathing into you. And he's breathing into this room today so that you can be rejuvenated, restored and refreshed and come home to who you really are in Him. You know, I know so many people who live emotionally nomadic lives. Practically, they live nomadic lives. Every two months, they're in a new city. Every three months, they're in a new job. Every six months, they're at a new church. Every nine months, they got a new girlfriend. Every year, they got a new career path. They're emotionally nomadic. You know why that is? Because there is a condition. I think our generation suffers with it a ton, which is this sense of, I don't know where home is. I don't feel at home. Where's my home? Why, why don't I feel at home? I changed jobs. I still don't feel at home. I changed cities. I still don't feel at home. I changed majors. I still don't feel at home. I changed passions. I changed my wardrobe. I changed my boyfriend, but I still don't feel at home. And if you haven't heard this, you haven't lived in Nashville very long. Because we're a nomadic city. But see, here's the thing. If you're going to feel at home, you have to expose your soul to the presence of God. Because your soul's origin is the breath of God. And so until you expose your soul, I'm talking about the real you. I'm not talking about a version of you. I'm talking about exposing the real you to the real God and you will come to your real home. You will not feel at home anywhere, nowhere, until you come to a place of giving your soul permission to find its way back to where it started. The presence of God. That's where home is. Let yourself come home. It doesn't, you could be a missionary in the darkest jungles of Africa and you could still be at home, not because of your geography, but because of your spiritual position and exposing yourself and letting your soul be known and be seen and be spoken into to the living God who never leaves you, who never forsakes you, who's on the inside of you right now this morning. This is who you really are. And it's time we let ourselves be really known 
and come home. Take us home, Holy Ghost. Take us home, Holy Spirit. Give me the courage. Give me the grace to be who I really am before you and before my community. This is who you really are. The very first thing you ever said when you popped out of your mama's womb. It's very illustrative, isn't it? Popped out. Yeah, it's, I don't know about that. I, I don't know. It works. I saw two kids get born, I guess. The very first thing you ever said when you were born was the name of God. The very last thing you'll say before you pass on to eternity is the name of God. Because God is the beginning and end of your breath. God, His breath is your soul. You know, ancient Israel, you guys read the Ten Commandments. Thou shalt not take the name of thy Lord, thy God in. Right? And we take that as like, don't say GD. Don't say GD. You shouldn't say that. But for a Jew, to take the name of the Lord, your God in vain, was to say the name of God at all. They were forbidden to say the name of God. They did not say Yahweh. You guys have heard that before. Yahweh, it's the name of God. Yahweh, Yahweh, Yahweh. That's the name of God. They, they, they had to bathe and change clothes even to write it. They didn't speak it. It was considered to be the epitome of beauty for the Jewish language. And they, they've, they've got it down to a sign that the name Yahweh is this, is this beautiful word that you can pronounce with your lips without your lips ever touching. It's just like this Yahweh. It's just this beautiful, beautiful name. It's the name of God. And God is your breath. God is who breathed into you and gave you your soul. That's why whenever you did come out and you took your first breath, you said the name of God. You said, at the end of your life when you don't have much left and you take your last breath you're going to say the name of God Yahweh Yahweh because your soul and God's presence is inextricably connected you can't run away from it you'll never get away from it it'll always be with you it'll always walk with you and it is with you today and my challenge to you is just let yourself come home. Let your soul come home to God. Don't run another day. Don't pretend another day. You don't have to be a fake. You don't have to be fraudulent. You don't have to pretend. You don't have to be afraid. God is your protector. He'll stand in the front and behind. Be yourself. And if you're in here today and you're like, that's me, Lyle. I, I, I want to take this. I want to be myself. I'm tired of living according to the rules of other people and culture and the fear of man. I'm going to let my soul be seen before God and other people. I just want you to stand up. Yeah, just stand up today. Just be brave. Be courageous. Just stand up today. <clears throat> and if, if you feel like you're just the most authentic version of yourself 24 hours a day, um, you're going to pray for us all afterward. <laughs> Uh, but, you know, hey, praise the Lamb. I'm not saying it's not possible. Today is your day to come home. 
Today's your day to come home. You can come home. You can come home. You can come home. You don't have to wander anymore. You don't have to, you don't have to try to aggressively uh, take everything out of this life. You can just let your soul be at peace and expose yourself to the Lord. soul just come home Collectively, just just take a deep breath. Just man, just receive God again this morning. Receive the Holy Spirit. We receive who we really are in Him, our real identity. of pretending, you're tired of trying to be somebody you're really not, I want to, I want to pray for you this morning, I, it's not in the, it's not in the books, not in the flow, but, uh, if you're tired of pretending, I just, just step out and just come up to the front right now, just step out of your aisle, just come on up to the front right now, if that's you, and I'm just going to ask you to be courageous and be bold, just come on up to the front, we're going to pray with you, we're going to lay hands on you right now, we're going to pray for you. Thank you, brother. Amazing. I love it. Come on. Thank you, Lord. I'm just going to give a few minutes. Come on. If that's you, just come on up to the front. We're going to lay hands on you and pray for you this morning. Today, the breakthrough for you guys, each and every one of you guys, just breakthrough for you. No more pretending. No more pressure to be this, to be that. our team to gather around them please and lay hands over on their back and shoulder yeah today's your day today's your day of freedom yeah today's your day So for those of you guys who've come up, and I want to ask, 
I want to ask you guys all to repeat after me, church. Say, you are seen. And we're saying this to you guys who courageously came up to the front. Say it together. You are seen. You are heard. You are recognized. And you are loved. We accept you. You are accepted. your soul we bless your soul I bless your soul right now in Jesus name I bless your soul right now in Jesus name I bless your soul right now in Jesus name I bless your soul right now in Jesus name I bless your soul right now in Jesus name you are free you are free man of God I bless your soul right now Jesus name you are free in Jesus name bless your soul right now in Jesus name in Jesus name right now bless your soul girl you're free I bless your soul right now in Jesus name the blood of Jesus has set you free I bless your soul right now in Jesus name you are free he who the son has set free the sun is set free he who the sun is set free you are free and your soul is set free and we say to you be you be you all of creation is waiting awaiting the manifestation of the sons of God the sons and the daughters of God and you can't be a son and you can't be a daughter pretending to be somebody else the world needs you we need you and we put a demand on your true identity the person who God says you are as a community we put a demand on it and we say come forth come forth come forth roar like a lion move with the Holy Spirit function as God has fashioned you to function live create and be step into who you really are step into your real purpose step into your real identity we call you forth and let our prayers be wind at your back right now we say step out we commission you today to walk in the fullness of your true identity we commission you we bless you today in Jesus name together as our true selves all right can we do that as we're closing we're closing right now can we close all together singing out as our true selves you guys ready